Hi, I'm Brian from Two Guys in Traffic, and I'm here to pick up Jordan at the airport today in our long-term tester, the 2019 Volvo XC40. So let's go sit in some traffic. Now that we've been yelled at by the military police. Who even knew that the 18-year-olds in the military police get to... Come patrol Logan Airport. Right? Thanks for picking me up. You're welcome. How was the trip? It was good. So to drive we, some stuff. Where are we going? I'm hungry. I'm shocked. I think we should test this car by driving in the city. That's really what this car is built for, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it's a suburban assault vehicle, but more like the urban variety. Yeah, it's more of a... Yeah, This is what's great about Terminal A, is you have this airport exit. Mm. You can just bail out. But if you go to B, you have to go through all the other terminals yeah. to get out. It's a terrible airport. <laughs> yeah, so this would be considered a subcompact SUV? Yes. Um, in America, that would be considered subcompact. And honestly, it's more like a normal-sized car in most of Europe. Yeah. And, you know, to put this in comparison to some other really popular vehicles, at least in this area, you're talking about something like the Subaru Crosstrek or the Hyundai Kona, something in that size. Yeah, or a little more in the right price range, uh, Volvo, or uh, BMW X1, X2, yep. um, the GLA from Mercedes, yeah. and the Audi Q3. Q3. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so those, that's, that's fine. And uh, super competitive market. Um, Volvo pretty late to the party with this, actually. Yes, quite late. But they've done a really good job. Um, I think this is better than any of the competition that I tried. It certainly, it feels more premium is the best way I would describe it. Because a lot of those other cars, it feels like they just took a you know regular car and slapped a luxury badge on it so they could charge luxury prices. Where this is built on its own platform, it's the first car on that platform. So really, from the ground up, was built with this in mind. Yeah. And uh, you liked it so much that you bought this one. I, well, yeah, I did buy this one. Or your, your wife bought this one. You can blame her for all of the choices that were made. Um, but yeah, so this was built to spec. I ordered it from overseas delivery from Volvo. So we put the order in last April. We had our overseas delivery in September. Um, and then by the time we drove it around, shipped it home and had it on the road, it was December by that point. And so, uh, basically, how overseas delivery works is you get a cheaper car. Yes, they, di they discount the car, and then they fly you to Sweden. Yeah, I mean, by they, you're paying for all of this, but yes, it's all included. In the well, it's included in, in the discounted, so they charge you less for the car and give you a vacation. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on the model that you buy, if it's a competitive model where they're not taking much off of MSRP, which the XC40 certainly was at the time. Yep. Um, then it's a fantastic deal. If it's a car that they are discounting at the time, it's just buy a car and get a vacation for free. Yes. So for when I bought this car, it was brand new, just ordered it when it had just arrived in dealer lots because we wanted to try it first. And the best discount that I could negotiate at that time with this brand spanking new car was $500 off MSRP, which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you were paying full, full freight. Full freight on that car. Yep. And by doing overseas delivery, we we would have stickered out to forty-four thousand and change, and we picked it up for forty and change, so almost ten yeah. percent. And 
that in, so you saved four thousand dollars. Yes. And that included trip, premium economy, SAS. Yeah, two premium economy plane yeah, tickets. Yeah, for you and the wife to Gothenburg. Yeah. A night in a hotel. A very nice hotel. The, the Clarion Post. Food. Dinner that night, yes. And you get a tour of the and, and delivery And lunch the center. next day and tour. And they pick you up at the airport in a Volvo and bring you back. It was a fantastic thing. And then you get the car and, yeah. and you get... How long do you get with the insurance? Two weeks of insurance is included with the pick with the overseas delivery. So you can drive wherever you want. Anywhere in Europe. And, and then you return it. To the factory. Or for an extra fee, they have a dozen or so drop-off spots across the continent, but you pay extra shipping on those spots. Got it, but it's places you could take it to like um, like Amsterdam, yep. basically port cities. Port, well, port cities and major cities, like Munich you could do, okay. Berlin, maybe Berlin, um, yeah, some of these inland ones, but mostly ports, yes. Okay. Some places they could ship it out of. And so then you drive around your car and then you just gotta wait. And I think the downside to that the, the, the biggest downside, really there's only one, I think, is how long it takes. It's a wait. It's book six to nine months. So you order the car, yeah, and then that's a custom order. So like any other custom order, you got to wait for them well, to actually build the thing. You, we should talk a little bit more about the, the, the building and the benefits of this. You build it the way you want it. You're not stuck with extra options or wheels you didn't want. So you can save even more when you think of the things that you don't have to take that the dealer tends to throw in there. Yeah, the, the other stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be true with anyone. Though I will say Volvo's option packages are pretty good. They make a lot of sense. Uh, with that said, we when we bought this, this is the Momentum trim, which is the lowest of the three trim levels. It's more of the comfort trim. Because um, yeah, there's inscription and R design. Right, so R design is supposed to be sporty. The only real difference between an R design and Momentum is you get a couple more things basic, but you can even option those onto the Momentum. Um, what you lose is the paddle shifters and a little bit of the design elements, which if you yeah, don't care about aesthetics. prettier wheels, you get some, uh, I think some new color options, things like that. Yeah, and this one actually, we have the R-Design wheels on, which I bought separately from a dealer in Topeka online and had shipped because it was cheaper that way. So for the same price of buying the R-Design wheels from the factory, I could buy them from this dealer secondhand and get my factory wheels to use as winter wheels. All right, Volvo right. would be pleased. Yeah. So all in, you paid about forty grand, yeah. and we stickered it out last night, something around forty-four. Yeah, I think we paid forty, forty thousand six hundred. I think we stickered it at forty-four three. Yeah, and because this car was sold in Sweden, technically, yes. yes, which I think is maybe where some of the savings comes in because of tax reasons yeah, and import stuff. And yeah, yeah, uh, Volvo's a little cagey when you start talking about it, and they just say it's uh, a way to reward their best and most loyal customers and things like that. But I think there's. There's some monkey business going on. Not that it's anything illegal, yeah. but it's just like weird import-export stuff yes. that is impenetrable to anyone who's not a lawyer. Because it's registered to you in Sweden, so when you bring it over, it has Swedish plates on it and Swedish registration. In Swedish. In Swedish. Which makes it fun for if the police pull you over. Because you bring it back to the U.S. and it's got the red Swedish plates. So if you ever see a Volvo yeah. with red plates on it, it's because they did the Volvo overseas delivery. These red European plates. Which are valid unless you live in Massachusetts. It's just another whole issue. Um, so this car, when I brought it back, was perfectly legal to drive in New Hampshire because I don't live there. But in Massachusetts, they refuse to recognize temporary out-of-state plates that out of are... Out-of-country plates. Well, any out-of-state, not even out-of-country. Oh, out-of-state okay. plates that are to a Massachusetts resident. So you couldn't even have temporary New Hampshire tags and drive it in Massachusetts as a Massachusetts resident. 
And so that's why when I came over, Massachusetts was a pain to me, which created... And so the car had to sit in your driveway for a while. Yeah, well, I sorted that all out. Part of my problem was I ordered from an out-of-state dealer for... And then uh, picked up from a different out-of-state dealer. Right, because it, my home dealer, who I picked up from, when I tried to do the order, was next to useless. And two months after I inquired, they wrote back to me and said, we still don't have a, a delivery opportunity for overseas. Are you interested in buying this car? And I had to tell them, well, that's fun because I've had a confirmed delivery date from a month now from a different dealer. So they clearly didn't know what they were doing. So when you do do overseas delivery, make sure you find someone who knows overseas. Because especially in your rural and suburban dealerships, this is not something they do every day. You need to find a specialist in this. And if you just Google it on the internet, you'll find them. There are forums. It's pretty easy to get. And I will say, Volvo has a concierge service that you can call them. And they will walk you through the entire purchase process and then link you up with your local dealer at the end to pick yep. up the car. So that may be another option, and then they'll know what they're doing with the overseas delivery. Volvo Corporate was great. Once you get in touch with, once you have that confirmed delivery date, and you get in touch with the travel agent, and at the factory delivery center, they're very helpful, very knowledgeable. It's, you know, five another stars. Stuff. Yeah. Well, but overall, they, it was good. I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat, if you can wait six to nine, nine months. months. And, and that's the thing is you have to pay for the car up front and then be making payments on a car that you don't have yet. Well, it's even worse. It's even more complicated than that. Um, yes, you have to pay for the car. There's a $3,000 deposit that's due when you place your order before it's even confirmed, which is fine. Um, and then 30 days before you do your overseas delivery, you have to pay the balance in full. So if you're going to finance it, you basically have to use Volvo Financial or there's a very small number of credit unions, mostly military-related credit unions like PenFed, that will finance an overseas delivery. Because you're basically buying a car in Europe. You are absolutely buying a car in Europe, is, is it? And when you buy a car, they expect the title within 90 days of when they issue the check. That is, the bank expects the title within right, 90 with days. Right, with a lien on it and... Yeah, which is impossible because the car's not even built when they pay for it. It won't be built for a month. And then after you go to pick it up 30 days from then, it takes two months, three months to get the car back in the U.S. before that title even shows up. And so then your title has to be issued by the state that you live in. Yeah. So they have to accept the car and the VIN and the... Right, because they got to transfer the, the title and registration from Sweden, where it was originally registered. Um, and this is normally all paperwork that happens on the back end. Right. Because the car is owned by the manufacturer until it gets to your local dealer and then... Right. On, on, on. But it's something you need to be aware of. And... It, it just it takes a little bit of time to sort out. If you get a guy who does this regularly, it's not a problem. So in my case, because I ordered out of state, they had a national titling service where it was all done by mail. So really the time was just waiting for things to fly by in the mail. Waiting for the state. Got it. Yeah. Well, waiting for waiting for it to get sent to, the national t to my dealer in North Carolina that I use. And then they had to send it to the national titling service who sent it to their guy in Massachusetts who then had to go to the registry who then mailed me the plates. So it was just waiting for the paperwork from that bureaucratic, bureaucratic whatever ridiculousness but again if you're doing overseas delivery you're going to be patient anyways for this yes um, yeah so when I put this we basically got all of the options on the momentum package except for the adaptive suspension because from what I know of adaptive suspension it's just a repair bill waiting to happen in any car you have to change the suspension you know replace it after 100,000 miles or so and with adaptive systems it just gets that much more uh, but other than that, we have the vision package, the advanced package, the multimedia package, the moonroof, all of the things. What didn't you order? 
the adaptive suspension. That's it. Period. And then you could get inscription, which is like a little bit fancier. Crystal gear shifter, I think maybe a little bit different. Yeah, but we got almost all the things on it. So, um, got it. And so, uh, exterior. We'll start there now that we're done with the overseas delivery craziness, which yeah. is maybe one of the coolest parts about this car and the way you ordered it. We could do a hour-long video on overseas delivery. We could. It would be a great video to make to go over and actually do a delivery with someone. Uh, we should talk to Volvo about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So exterior. Uh, when Volvo came out with the XC90 in I think 2015, the new one, mm -hmm. as part of their rebirth. Um, they had the Thor's hammer headlights and the sort of this design with the front grille looks like this and, and all those things. Um, and I think this fits into that lineup really well. And yeah. you have the XC90 and you have the XC60 and now this is the 40. And the 40 series is the smallest and that hasn't really been in the US in a while. No. Um, and so this is a new thing for Volvo. They've had 40s, S40, V40 in Europe for a long yeah. time didn't really have them here. They had a C40 here for a little while, I think. The weird coupe hatchback thing that was, like, obviously Swedish and weird. Um, but this is new. It, and it sold extremely well for them. I yes. Mean, they have had tried to increase production. They've got they a hit. can't make enough, yeah. They've got a Yeah, made in Belgium. Um, yep. They have uh, in... Uh, which, which plant is Ghent, it? Ghent, I think. It's in, yeah, it's in the Ghent plant. Yeah. Um, just across the water from, uh, from Sweden. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, do, they're doing really well. And I... I think I know why, uh, because it's a really good car. Yeah, so I will say this really does feel like it's worth the money, to be perfectly honest. It's very it. solid. It has all the technology you could ever want. Everything yeah. is on All this. the Lux features, and even in, in if you don't go crazy with the options. You, even if you wanted a base model, you can do pretty well on the price point. But, you know, I... You know, when I started pricing out the options, to me, everything here was something that I wanted. You want, so, and and they made sense, and the prices weren't crazy. The uh, the park in and out, when we had this thing in Oslo, was a lifesaver. It works so well for those little European cities. Yeah, and it, then, I mean, Boston's a little European city. Yeah, so I, if you're going to parallel park this thing, get the automatic parking. It works great. Uh, my wife tries to fight with the wheel, which is not how you're supposed to do this. We can do a whole other video on how you park this. But you basically take your hand Press off the, the wheel. Press the park in button. Yeah, and there's a little progress bar that just says, you know, gas brake, and you know, it tells you exactly how to park it. It works fantastic. The pilot assist that we're using now um, works great. So it's adaptive cruise control with lane centering. Um, yeah, and it's even a little more advanced lane centering. Yeah. Um, Volvo would say uh, it is meant specifically for limited access roadways that are well marked. Yeah. Sturo Drive, not well marked. But it's still... You, but it's doing okay. You've got that little green steering, which tells you that the steering is tracking, and it's okay. Well, I'll tell you what helps is uh, having a follow car. Having a follow car? If you have car? a car to follow, it's way happier, because it's like, okay, that guy probably knows and where I he's going. I think having a side binder helps. So we took this thing through Norway, and there's tons of really long, really dark tunnels throughout Norway. This thing was perfect in them. Yeah, so it'll look. So what this will do is the radar... And the camera will look, and it'll see not only the lane line, but also the curbing. That's right. To the right. And it'll say, oh, there's a curb. I know what that is. I know what to do with this and, uh, and, and know what to do. And so it does a really good job. So it's easy to drive yeah. because it's got the adaptive cruise and the lane keeping and all that. Pilot assist takes so much stress off of highway driving. Yeah. You can see it's... it's so this guy comes in, and then... I wanted to do it anyways, but it would have. Yeah. Well, we're in traffic now. Yeah, well, it just makes you... 
I will say it does make you a little nervous when cars pop in. Um, it, it takes a second it. to sort of yeah. catch up, right? Uh, you have that little moment of, hmm, is it going to do it? But it does. It did. It, it broke before I it did. It did. Um, and then you have the, all of the auto automatic emergency braking, lane keep assist, uh, forward collision warning, yep. all the safety stuff. Yep. This has Volvo's, they now call it IntelliSafe. It used to be called CitySafe. Um, and they were the first one to go standard with forward collision uh, warning, automatic emergency braking, all those things. And it does some other stuff, including pedestrian detection. And large draft animals. And moose. moose. Yes, moose. large animals. And large animal does not include deer. Interesting. Yeah, it's not, it's not large enough. Okay. They, usually, Volvo says, it will stop for a deer, but they don't, it's not designed for it. Okay. Um, what they're, because if you hit a deer, you're probably okay. It might might destroy your car, yeah. but you're going to be okay. They're worried about moose because yeah. it's Sweden. Because a moose will mess you up yeah. if you hit a moose. So it'll do large animal detection and see the moose and uh, and try and stop or at least slow down. Uh, apparently things like elk, it'll work well for that too. Yeah. Deer, they're a little too small. They have spindly legs. Yeah. Um, so it'll do that, and that's what this massive thing yeah. up here is. But it's got all the safety systems on it. It's really nice. Yep. So you got all that stuff. Um, seats are very comfortable, which is totally normal with Volvo. Uh, they have some hallmark, of the best seats yes. in the business. Um, do a long cruise drive on this. You drove all over Sweden and Norway. Put 1,100 miles on it in a week. That's a lot of driving. Yeah. We took it from uh, Gothenburg to Bergen and back. Okay. Through the mountains and every which way, the fjords. It was fantastic. Um, rained every day. Automatic windshield wipers, obviously. Use uh, yep. those a lot. Yep, it's they're very good. Automatic high beams yeah. work really well. Um, it's got the swiveling headlights. Yes. Which um, Volvo also has uh, extremely good headlights. Basically, everything on this car was designed to keep you safe. Yes, that is their. So you got stick. the headlights are there to keep you safe. The automatic windshield wipers are there to keep you safe. Um, it shows the uh, the uh, windshield washers. So the windshield washer fluid. Do it a couple more times there. Yeah, actually comes out of the windshield wipers themselves. Yeah. Literally, there is a tube and little holes in the wiper itself, which will yeah. be great when you go to replace it. Um, but <laughs> it makes, even at high speeds, instead of the water spraying up on the windshield and going everywhere, yeah. it comes right out of the windshield wiper and then gets spread right over the windshield part where you're looking out of. The only downside, if you can call it that, is this thing drinks washer fluid. It uses a lot of washer fluid, but you would rather use a little more washer fluid and be able to see yeah, well, and than it, not. It has the washer in the back, which is not unusual, but it also has the jets on the headlights. Yes, yeah, so it'll spray the headlights to keep them clean because you want to be able to see. Well, you ever go into you know a snowstorm or something like that and have salt? Ice cover, yes. Yeah, no, salt, yes. Yeah, yeah. Salt covering the everything. Yep. It'll clean those off. Um, and so, yeah, it's trying, to, it's trying to keep you safe. Car's looking out for you. Yeah. And then you got 70 trillion airbags uh, and, and all those things. Um, one feature that I really like that I like to call out is the auto hold button. Yeah. So when you come to a stop, it'll apply the brake so you don't roll back. You have to press the gas and it just automatically releases and goes. Not only that, you can take your foot off the brake and it'll hold you there. Yes. So it's sort of a nice thing if you're at a long red light. Yep. You don't have to hold your foot on the brake, which sounds like a silly thing. Like, oh, how hard is it to hold your foot on the brake? But you get two advantages. One, you don't have to hold your foot on the brake, which once you get used to it, it's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Um, it's sort of a, a lazy thing, but it's it's nice to have. And then also, it applies the brakes at a much higher brake force. Yeah. So that if you were to get rear-ended, you would not slide forward as far as you would if you just had your foot gently on the brake. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Um, shifter, I think we can agree, not great. 
Maybe the weakest part of this car. Uh, second weakest part of the car, but yeah, the shifter. So here's the thing, it's a double tap. So we're in drive now. If I shift forward, it'll take me to neutral, right? Yeah. Back to drive. But if you're in park, so we can start in park, I have to go double tap it back to go to driving. So it goes from park to neutral to drive. Anytime you move tap, the shifter, tap. you're pretty much going throwing through neutral, yeah. So if you want to go into reverse from drive, you go tap forward into tap neutral, tap forward into reverse. reverse. Yes. And then from reverse to drive, tap, tap. 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 Yes. But there's no button to hold. It just... Double tap. So it's not Prindle. It's just mm, earned. Yes. It's just earned. And, you know, honestly, I find myself in neutral when I'm in a parking lot with some frequency. Because you didn't tap, tap it twice. I mean, I'm not super used to having to do this. Yeah, to be fair, this is not your everyday driver. Oh, no, I would never be allowed to touch this. is your this. wife's everyday driver. Yes. And we should thank her for allowing us to steal <laughs> it for the day. Yeah. To shoot a video on it because she... Wasn't thrilled with the idea. Uh, she's never thrilled with most ideas, but your ideas. Yeah, that seems. I think because I presented it to her, she was okay. Yeah. But if you had presented it, to I her, would have not have been okay. Yeah. Um. So, what's the, your least favorite aspect of this car? The iPad screwed to the dashboard controls everything, and if you need to change settings, they're buried deep in some menu in a place that doesn't make much sense. And it's taps and swipes to do anything. Heated seats, taps and swipes. Change your climate control, taps and swipes. Well, and so the theory is that you just put it in auto, and then you don't touch it anymore. Right? So you set your, your, set your temperature, leave it at 66, auto, and you're done. You set it to auto, and when it's cold out, the car will auto turn on the uh, heated seats and the heated steering wheel. You can yeah. set that. Um, so theoretically, you don't need to touch things. And then you got some of these uh, legally mandated buttons, like the uh, hazard warning lights. You have to have a physical button. The defroster buttons have to be physical. Yeah. Um, and then you got a knob for the volume, which is okay, fine. Yeah, that's. And easy. then uh, and then you got some other stuff. But yeah, it's when it first came out four years ago, it was very good um, compared to like the menagerie of buttons that it had before. Yeah. But oh, yeah, these it was, days, a, it was a, like a keyboard before. It was, yeah, it's not good, because that's what's in my car. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, it's not the worst, but it's also not the best. So you go to the left, and you've got a ton of options here. And these are things, I kind of like this part, um, where you would normally have buttons for uh, lane-keeping assist to turn it on and off, and yeah. cross-traffic alert to turn it on and off, and the, the blind spot monitor that you're never going to turn off. Why, why would you turn those off, right? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So you leave those there. So those are okay. Um, you, you do have my favorite button in here, which is the headrest fold button, which makes the rear seat headrests flop forward so you can see out the back. A little more visibility, yeah. I think that's a really cool feature. Not everybody allows their headrest to move at all, and Volvo's like, no, this is a safety thing. You need to be able to see out the rear window, so we're going to make the headrest fold down. Yep. What do you do if you're in the front seat and you can't reach them? You put a button. As an added bonus... If there's people in the back seat who are being jerks, you can hit that button and it'll thwack oh, them in the yeah, back yeah. of the head. <laughs> so, excellent. If their headrests aren't holding things Yeah, up, yeah. and so, you know, you got stuff, you got the park in and out, your auto start stop button is in there. Um, this is a key one, which uh, I did not realize was in my Volvo. The wiper service position button. Oh. Brings the wipers up because you can't... See when they're in front of your face? That's what you can't no, do. No, 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 that's not the problem. Um... When they're down, you can't lift them up because they're tucked oh. under the metal of the hood. Okay. So if you want to clean them off or wipe them or whatever, you can't lift them from where they are. You have to service them so it brings them up. 
Whereas on mine, I didn't realize that, and I dinged up the metal a little bit. Oh. Yeah. So that's not that. great. That's not op. That's not optimal. Other things that are not the best. So I will say this engine is peppy. It actually moves pretty well. Uh, it's the T5. The T5. Yeah. Four cylinder, uh, two liter turbocharged. Yeah. Two hundred and something horsepower. I it's will. Pretty good. It's pretty for a car this size. It moves it. It's the same engine you generally get, like the base one, the XC60, and the 90. And the 90. But it yep. does because a small vehicle, it moves it much better along. Only downside, it's buzzy. It seems quiet in here right now, but when you push the engine... It does rev up a little It sounds high. a little bit like Angry Bees. Yeah, and because it, it is. Yeah. But, uh, as that says, uh, average fuel economy 29.6, considering it's a commuter car, you know, I don't it's know, pretty good. I don't know what to make of this, because I feel like I'm always at the gas station with this car. And I don't know if it's that I'm used to driving a truck that has a ginormous tank that you never have to fill. Yes. That is probably it. But I just feel like if I get into this car, I have to get gas. Okay, so we looked it up, and it's a 14-point-something gallon tank. Yeah. 30 miles per thing. Figure you are going to refill it uh, when you're at a quarter or lower. Yeah. So you're going to refill it after 10 or 11 gallons, if you even push it that far. Which is 300 miles. It's not... The math, I understand, is kind of okay. It's just, I'm telling you as an owner... It's not a huge tank. It's, it's not, just not. It's not a long-distance... But, no. you know, like if you look at the, for example, the Pacifica that we had. Yeah. 500 miles. Yeah. Or if you get a big truck. Yeah. That's what I'm used to. With a 30-gallon tank. tank. And you can get 20 miles a gallon on the highway. You can drive forever. 600 miles. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. But, at the same time, if you have a 30-mile commute, you're yeah. filling up once every week and a half once, or so. Once a week. My wife, once a week, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, I, I think it's fine. Plus, how big are you going to make the tank? This car's not that big. It's not that big, which is another thing. Talk about downsides. This is a small car. I yeah. think this is too small of a car. My yes. wife thinks it's adorable and great to drive in the city. Which I, it is. I've heard someone refer to this as a parking lot ninja, which is accurate. It's yep. super easy to park. Well, the wheels are way far out. Yeah. It's easy to navigate. It's not entirely unlike the Kia Soul over there. No. Um, and uh, the funny thing is I picked up a friend of mine. So I drove this this morning. I picked up a friend of mine in it who is... Uh, lives in Europe. Yeah. And he was like, wow, that's a good-sized car. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative, right? If you're used to, oh, God, let the guy go. Let the, oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh out of town. Canadians. Canadians are going to smash their lovely camper. Yep. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Oh, they're really polite, too. Yeah. Well, you almost got a stir Third, yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, great. So, yeah, and he was like, oh, this is a good-sized car. There's a lot of room in here. And it's like, okay, fine. So, you know, depending on your If you're an American who's used to mid-sized SUVs, this thing is miniature. Yes, this is not a Ford Explorer large car. No. Um, but front, if you're just two people up in the front, so it's just you and your wife, you don't have yeah. kids, whatever, very roomy. If you fold the seats down, you can't put skis in it, but it it's still pretty roomy. It's not pass-through. We have put them before, but it's not... Well, um, I think it would really be more designed for roof rack. Yeah. But... Um, but up at the front, lots of cubbies for things. Yeah. You got chargers and you got a bin for all your stuff down here. Um, Tons of storage. One of my favorite things is a little slot for your credit card or your parking pass or whatever. Right yep. in the dash, you can stuff things into. You got, those, you got door pockets. Huge. So the subwoofer is actually built somehow into the front of the, the car. And so you have no speakers on your side doors. So you can stuff tons of stuff in. Your whole MacBook Pro can And I kind of like how this sort of stops right here. 
Yeah. Like most cars, that would just keep going. It would. But you don't need to because your, your hand can't extend any further than that. Um, wireless charging? Yep, wireless charging there. Two USB ports, a 12 volt, a USB C in the back, yeah. the trash can. Which everyone talks about in this car. Which and seems silly, and then you're like, oh, I stuff sweet, I'm going to fill it full of stuff. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's every time I go through the gas station, which I apparently go to a lot in this in car. Your, yeah. <laughs> you're stuffing your receipt receipts, in there. Yeah. Um, there is a cubby hidden under your seat. Yes. In between the things that you could fit a phone or a notepad yep. or pens or a few other things in it. Um, in the back actually is the same deal, I think. There's, there's little cubbies there's, to the sides of the seats. Yeah, there's the little storage models. things for yeah. the seats. There's, like, for a small car. Grocery bag holders in the back, so we can talk about that, how the... In the trunk, yeah. yeah. The, the luggage cover actually can slide into the trunk. and That's like a hidey hole. Yeah, well, the, yeah, so, it float, so the if you lift up the cargo back, the cargo cover can go underneath it. And so you, if you ever want to take that cargo cover off... The pr- like it. the privacy cover. Yeah, the privacy cover. So you can make, and hide it away. Yeah. dash it in the floor so you carry a taller item back there. Um, yeah, I mean, so for a small car, you can really fit a lot in it, and it's sort of not unlike the Pacifica in that you can have stuff go everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's all good. And, uh, you know, it looks nice. you got these little, uh, you know, the vents and have the little brushed, you know, metal knobs. So I will say for, in terms of fit and finish, the one thing that it seems great here, I do have some concerns about reliability long term. Volvo as a company is not the best reliability. It seems like their engines last Historically, forever, yep. yeah, but their other stuff starts to fall apart. And I have had some things that are not great about this car repair-wise. Um, 10,000 miles. There's 10,000 miles on it. It goes in for a fir- its first service tomorrow, which is why we thought we would do this Literally now. tomorrow, yeah, yes. Literally tomorrow it goes in. Uh, I think the rotors are warped after 10,000 miles. There's a little vibration under braking. We'll see how they handle that. Um, and then there was an issue with the rear... Uh, trunk lid release and yeah, so rear view camera assembly that it's all, fell off. Yeah, it's all one piece. So this handle, the latch in the back, integrates the camera and the license plate lights. And the assembly is just two screws that have these little plastic clips. And these are super cheap plastic clips. But the problem is they're integrated into the whole assembly. So when it breaks, you have this whole assembly with the back of camera and the lights. And when I took it in for repair, I don't think they calibrated it quite right and they had to order it's not the part. quite right or yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so, so they're gonna take a look at that and we'll see how it looks well they've already done the repair the first time they have to recalibrate it again but still these are things that i don't expect to go the other thing that happened which was weird when i had it in scandinavia on overseas delivery twice when i went to take it out of park to go into drive after stopping to do something like get into a parking garage as when i went to go into drive it threw the parking brake on weird did it twice i couldn't get the thing to go in a drive i turned the car off restarted it it was fine when i brought it back you didn't hit the parking brake release button i know it parking brake releases automatically and you hit the gas it's did you have your seatbelt off i don't know if your seatbelt off it won't disengage the parking brake i don't know i, I wish i had this on video because mine does that too my volvo does the same thing and if you don't have your your seatbelt on it says well you cannot drive away sir you must have the parking brake on if you don't have the seatbelt. There's a lot of nanny features in this car. It on wants to same, keep you safe. It's trying really hard. Oh, it gets when and when it does something that it does when it lets you know. When I test drove the this car for, forever. When, when I test drove this car for the first time, I was going around a lake and there was somebody who pulled over to the side and was gonna go for a walk and so I went across the double yellow to try and give the guy a little space. Oh no. But there was an oncoming car like hundred yards down or something, right? But it 
it for forcibly put me back into the lane. How do you say Aktung in Swedish? Yeah, I know. And it, it just, it spooks you. It's like, why did the cars do this? Or if you're trying to back out of the driveway and think there's cross driver coming, it's had a couple times where it shut me down in my driveway and said, no, you don't. It gets very angry, pops up a warning. And it'll stop you. Yeah. Oh, completely. Which I would rather it stop unnecessarily than allow you to roll into traffic. Yeah. It, it, it is watching out. And most cars that have automatic emergency braking do not have rear cross-track alert with rear braking. Yes. That's a somewhat unique feature. And especially on a car with this, you know, on a Vol uh, Mercedes S-Class for $100,000. Yeah. Fine. But on a Volvo, it's like, okay, that's a cool that's a cool feature. And they've got a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that I want to call out, just because I think it's cool, and I bet you don't know the answer. What do you think that's for? I have no idea. I've always wondered that. That is the ambient temperature sensor. Who knew? I did. Because when I drove it, I said, what's that? And they said, oh, that's the ambient temperature sensor. And also, you pedantic fool, no one else has ever asked that before. <laughs> I, I, I but if wondered. you're sitting there and you're like, is it an SD card slot? Yeah, no, nope, it's I, not. That's, the, that's where the ambient, ambient temperature sensor is Good to, to make sure the car is 66 degrees. I know this now. One thing I like, the full digital instrument cluster is nice. Yes. So you got uh, speed on the left and the map in the middle, which is really cool. Uh, including your next turn directions and all yeah. that. Um, and uh, oh, so another temperature, things. distance to empty, and miles per gallon. It's got all of your things. Yep, digital speed. Yeah, It's got all the things that you need. Um, and then limit. on here, you can do, uh, you have your CarPlay, and it'll show you other things, and you can tap through them and see different things. And if you want to make the nav screen larger, you can make that almost full screen, and it leaves the other stuff sort of soft buttons down here. Yeah. And that's good. You got a big glove compartment and uh giant moonroof. Huge for twelve hundred dollars, I think. Yeah. I asked my wife, do we need this? She said yes. Do we need this twelve hundred dollars? I yes. I agree with the wife. I like it. Okay. It's big. It is. And uh yeah. Looks good, it's nice on the inside. Couple mechanical issues, but I mean that's to be expected. It's also a new car. It is. The first model year. We'll see if they sort this out later. Yep. Um, so I would suspect they're going to, based on the, the reliability of the other new cars that they've come out with, the, the one the XC90 and, and XC60, they sort of worked things yeah, out. Especially XC90 had a lot of problems when it was yes. brand new. Well, that was a new platform, new engine, new Which, everything. This is a new platform, whole new vehicle. Yep. Not new engine. But No, not the new engine. The interior but... stuff seems pretty good. Yep. It's a couple other little mechanical things, and we'll... Uh, let the uh, we'll, we'll put some notes in the in the uh, description below about how the maintenance goes tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see if they take care of you. We'll see. Otherwise, we'll rant on YouTube about it. Yeah, I, no kidding. I mean, this this is the same dealer I'm going to for service who, after two months, swore that they couldn't do overseas delivery, even though I had the delivery date confirmed on this thing. So you know, so you know we're in, we're in Cambridge near MIT because that gas station had a neon sign that said Bitcoin ATM. Yes. Welcome to the people's so this is going to spit out $20,000 in cash when they exchange three Bitcoin? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um, well, we are almost to ramen. Mm. Who doesn't like ramen? Yeah. So we're going to get ramen. And uh, maybe we'll do some park in and park out and see how that goes. Yeah. Let's do it. Especially if we can get this little camera fixed tomorrow so we can actually see it. Yep. Accurately, I mean the camera works sort of, but it's yeah, it's a little. I was looking at it in the 360; it's a little off. So it's just it like okay. So we'll let it, we'll let them take a look. Um, but that's the thing with maintenance nowadays. Like if you get this windshield replaced, all these cameras and oh. sensors and things have to get recalibrated. So it's not a oh two hundred dollars come in and replace it in an hour. It's yeah. a production now. Yep. So, but that's okay. 
Um, I, I would rather exchange safety for a little bit longer windshield replacement. I'm well, okay that's what that. insurance is for anyways. Windshields are free. Yep. yep, they'll take care of it. Well, free in Massachusetts. Okay, that's true. You go elsewhere and they charge. Yes. That's all right. All right, Volvo XC40. Liked it so much, you bought it. Would you buy another one? I don't know. I mean, absolutely if I wanted a vehicle of this size. My wife does. Yeah, for she's, me, she's happy with it. I would have bought something bigger. i got to be honest. XC60. You know, I mean, that this is where it starts to come down to price. For what we paid here, you could get a fully loaded key Telluride with everything. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. It's enormously bigger. I mean, these are all, these are almost not even comparable vehicles. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what I, if it were up to me, that's what I would have done. Is I would have gone for the ginormous Telluride and put everything on it. Well, you're a size queen. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, gets our vote of confidence. XC40. Yeah. If you live in a city and you want a really nice car. Yeah. It's an urban driver. Yep. yep. Go to Whole Foods. Fill it with stuff. And it, we'll say, it's got great all-wheel drive. I've taken this in the snow. It was superb in the snow. Yes. Really good in with the snow. With winter tires. With winter tires. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Absolutely. It was re- I mean, I, I drive a full-size truck, so it's not quite as glued to the ground because it doesn't have the locking differentials that it has. But when you drive this, you can feel it moving the torque from tire to tire really good. All right. Well, on that note, with all the all-wheel driving, like, subscribe, click the little bell, comment, tell us what we got wrong, yeah. or got right. I feel that got wrong is longer than the got right list. Usually. And, uh, and we will catch you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.